Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. And gentlemen, I have just literally got off the plane, caught a taxi, walked in the door, and on the call with you guys. <laughs> I just came off a <laughs> Bali holiday for 10 days, and uh, but we're committed to doing a weekly call. So here we are, making sure we mm-hmm. get this call and get this episode up and running. And since I came off a holiday, we th- I thought we would do a wellness talk or an episode dedicated to how to make sure the top 10 list of how to make sure you can have a wellness holiday or at least wellness tips for your holiday. Yeah, how do you get a successful holiday? Because you know, like you, you go on holidays and some people come back more knackered than what they were before <laughs> they went. Like LT, you were tired, but I'm listening to your voice right now. You've got a life, man. You've got, you got, <laughs> you got some zing in your voice. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I want to know... What? How you got there? How did you get to the point where you've had a successful holiday? What were the top ten things that actually got you across the line? Well, a couple of things, right? I I know Damien always jokes about me taking so many holidays, and it's not a joke. Why you take heaps of holidays? And I do. It's fantastic. I do. And, and this is this is. I mean, just to kind of put this in reference is that I do take holidays a lot. I'm, I plan my holidays. At least I take about three to four holidays a year. Now, you know, I set it up that way because I want to work hard and I want to play hard. And then I take a holiday to, to celebrate that win for that quarter. So, you know, I encourage everybody to take, you know, every, or some sort of break, at least even if it's a weekend away with your family um, every four months um, or so. It doesn't have to be, you know, international flight or anything, but it, you really should take a break to recharge your batteries. So here are top 10, top 10 things I've, I've came up with mm-hmm. um, while I was on holidays. But number one, uh, being, I guess, you know, all of us would relate to this, <laughs> and we kind of talked about this. <laughs> we are, you know, full-on, you know, practitioners and, and, and entrepreneurs in our own rights in terms of our businesses. We, when we go on holidays, we sort of have to do one thing, which we don't get a chance to do when we're attached to this sort of real world, which is being plugged in. So my top one tip, or one of these random order, but the first tip is to be totally unplugged for at least 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Good tip. It's hard to be unplugged for, you know, 10 days, but at least totally unplugged. What what I mean by unplugged, for those people who don't understand that, is that to be unplugged away from emails, to be unplugged away from Facebook, from work, from Twitter accounts, um, really to allow your time to recharge and create some new ideas and refresh, you know, the the RAMs in your brain um, and to allow your body to just let go of that work stuff and the constant bombardment of that, you know, BlackBerry ringing every email that you're getting. I know you do that demo. <laughs> your- iPhone, iPhone. But it's, you know, kind of clearing the case, but does, you know, being unplugged for five minutes count? Is that all right? <laughs> no. I think 24 <laughs> hours is the I'm, golden rule. I'm getting DTs thinking about it. Going <laughs> I'm to no, you, you're dead right though, Lawrence. Like as soon as you started talking about this, it made me think of one of my favorite holidays we had. We went and stayed in the Solomon Islands on this island just in the middle of nowhere and there was no electricity, there was no nothing and it was fantastic. You know, It's, it's just that opportunity to not think about work, to not think about any of that other stuff going on and just really focus, you know, be really present with your family, with, you know, your relaxation, with just enjoying your holiday Um, and being unplugged just really allows you to do that and to unwind and to take that time to to just be, just to enjoy. It's great. 
Yeah, absolutely. My last holiday, look, and I know I was just joked before, but my last holiday, uh, which we had, which was gorgeous, and um, we, we actually put my phone, my BlackBerry, believe it or not, boys, I put it in the safe for the whole holiday, and I didn't turn it on. It was frustrating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how, exactly. How I was so unplugged. I was the most unplugged I've ever been. Let's be truthful, Dave. Amber hid the key, didn't she? No, well, I actually set the passcode, so even Amber could get in there. So we actually hit, I put our phones in there. Um, the only piece of electronic equipment that we had was uh, was obviously the DVD player so we could do an insanity exercise program. But also we had our Kindle so we could just do some reading. And it was just, it was so simple. It was We just weren't in touch with anybody. It was great. But it is hard though, isn't it? Like, for, especially for us, you know, guys who are totally plugged in with, you know, Facebook accounts and, and Twitter and, and emails, like that's connected to our business outside of our normal business and practice. But it's very yeah. difficult even for that first day, isn't it? Just to say, you know what, I'm going to be away. But you're almost like, you know, we're addicted in a way because we're so plugged in normally and you realize oh, yeah. how attached to we are to technology uh, when, when you're actually forced to be unplugged. Yeah. And so it's a good way to Definitely. detox. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good number one. I like yeah, it. So, any business people out there, definitely send 24 hours. That's the golden rule 24 hours to be unplugged away from any emails, internet, Facebook, everything. Yeah, use the safe. I like it. I, I like the, the safe. safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was good. But I mean, there was obviously security reasons as well, but I did it for that too. <laughs> 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 but no, it was, uh, it was a good thing. All right. So, uh, tip number two no, no particular order. Uh, tip number two. Now, being in Asia, I went to Bali, beautiful country, beautiful, um, and being in Bali, being a beautiful island, sorry, of Indonesia. Um, and I've been in Asia several times, you know, into Thailand and all these different places. One of the things I find when I go out to, Asian countries is that they have, a, even though they're plentiful with vegetables, but yet when you actually go to have some meals, you don't get a lot of it at all. Like I crave a salad right now. Just I haven't eaten dinner yet. I just got <laughs> back and, and we're dying to make a salad right after this call. But it's one of those things when you're traveling, oftentimes you don't have availability of greens uh, and, and vegetables. Do you guys ever find that in your holidays? Well, No. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. Look, I went to the States a couple of years ago and uh, we made sure that – and you do your pay a premium. But uh, but I suppose – look, we went uh, – even a few more years ago than a couple of years ago, we went to Thailand and we just made sure that we had heaps of veggies and heaps of fruit. But there's another point that you're going to make up in a second, which, you know, I really – because I don't eat this sort of stuff. I had to, you know, get over myself and eat it. But I actually, you know, we made sure that we got heaps of veggies everywhere we went. We ordered the vegetable dish. You know, that's just what we did. But I understand that. I suppose, I've never been to Bali, so I, I, I don't know what it's like. But, you know. I'm, yeah, I, I'm with you. I know what you're talking about, Lawrence, because sometimes it can be a bit sparse. At, I think anywhere you go in terms of restaurant food, you know, it's not always there's not always a lot of options in terms of the veggies on the menu as well. And so, um, you know, one of the things I often do when I'm holidaying is I'll actually just go to the supermarket. Yeah. Because, you know, wherever you are, there's always a supermarket. Yeah, and they exactly. do always have veggies. Or a market. Or a market. Um, so, yeah, so you go to the market, you go to the supermarket, and actually rather than just relying on, you know, your restaurant food, you can actually just go there and just grab some stuff and, and eat that as well. So that's a good way to help you get a bit of extra when you're on holidays too. Mm, what, yeah. It's, it's interesting with, with some of the holidays. It's not that there's no veggies at all, but it's just that most of the time when you go to a restaurant, their veggies are, you know, just like broccoli and that's it. Or asparagus, yeah, that's it. Like they don't have like this full-on veggie dish. Yeah. It's usually, you know, just a whole bunch of other stuff with sauce, and then there's veggie on the side. And it's even even if when you order it, it's very small. So that's that's what I'm getting at. And even even well, sorry, go ahead. 
No, so I think part of the problem, it's not even a problem, it's just, and this is probably one of the great things about where, you, where you've where you just been on holidays, much of the produce, and look, excuse my ignorance if I'm totally incorrect here, but I would, I would assume that given the farming methods in Bali or Indonesia may not have hot houses and they might not have cold storage for you know produce to be the same all year round you might only get access to seasonal vegetables and so broccoli and asparagus or you know broccoli and whatever else was available at the time might be the only things that are available at that time of the year yeah well also the Just most from, of the asian dishes are usually more the the noodles the rice you know um those are usually the authentic dishes that are there and they have vegetables in it but there's no real yeah. dish just with vegetables that what we used to i guess is so what i sure. take with yeah. us usually on holidays is i take something like vitagreens you know which is like a nice. mixture of you know um spirulina and, and a whole bunch of other green green stuff like super greens and basically mix it up in the powder and I start off the day with that with water and mix that in more with a juice or something and that's something that you can definitely get veggies that way well obviously it doesn't replace it but it's definitely something you want to have as make sure as a supplement especially when you're traveling i find especially with it through asia there's a great point there, and there's a couple of things here. When you're on holidays, you get the opportunity to recharge. Many people spend more time outdoors when they're on a break. And, and was that the case for you, LT? Did you spend more time outside? Yeah, definitely. You're swimming, you're outdoors more. You're definitely more you know, in the sunshine and, and enjoying the, the scenery and the beaches. Exactly. And so one of the things that we've spoken about before is that whole intelligence, that ability to build up intelligence. And I believe that people actually get the opportunity to build up their intelligence and their innate intelligence almost gets recharged by one, relaxing, but two, spending time outside, getting fresh air, you know, swimming, being one with nature, getting that sunshine hitting the body. And, you know, Vital Greens has no intelligence. It's been dead for a long period of time, but it's very, very information-packed. So if you've got that relaxation and you've got that, that information going to your body, your body should, I reckon, function better. That's a really good idea. I like it, LT. Mm, great. Well, number three on the list is what I call eat your bacon. Now, mm. this is – just think about this. <laughs> now, this is where you go into <sighs> your most, – most of these retreats – or not retreats, but hotels. Um, you go out there. you got the buffet breakfast, right? Just imagine this, right? Mm. Buffet breakfast and you got this. You have your Danish. You have your croissants and you have your breads, all types of breads, five different types of breads. You got you know, your hash browns and you got what sushis, everything, whatever you can think of. It's all there. <laughs> and you mm. got your bacon. And I see what most people do is that they avoid the bacon because we've been told to, to – you know eat because bacon is fattening and and what do i see those people do they grab the breads you know the danish the, the sugar <laughs> the stuff and yeah, yeah you know and they yeah. just pack on thinking that that's healthier for them and it's like, i'm yeah. thinking i just wish i can just slap them in the head and go listen eat the bacon it's okay it's <laughs> yeah. better slap for you than all that carb so yeah. you know one of the things is that i find that people when when you go on holidays i'm not sure if you guys ever went to a holiday where you just sort of you know, well, we probably have it, but you see people just pig out, you know, because it's a buffet. Everybody just eat more than they normally would. So they would eat all this stuff, especially the carby stuff, because they just keep on eating. And as previous episodes, we talked about this, is that it just bakes them gunky and the gluey in the in the gut and then they get this bloating feeling and they sit around the pool and do nothing and <laughs> they just get sunburned yeah so i think it's nice. important to start looking at eating your your bacon which or the protein at least or eating some meat um instead of the carby stuff your thoughts mm. yeah 
Absolutely, Lawrence. I tell you what, I reckon you're staying in a nicer hotel than I stayed in last time I was in <laughs> Bali because last time I was in Bali, I was about 18 years old and we were in like this budget hotel in Kuta and uh, and their continental breakfast, I kid you not, there was like special fried rice and white bread. That was it. <laughs> Don't forget the bing tang. <laughs> so so that we, didn't have, we didn't have any options for bacon. Having said that, I did go down to the place down the road and order bacon and eggs every morning because I couldn't handle special fried rice for breakfast. It was, it was a bit extreme for me. But you're absolutely right, Lawrence. Like in terms of, you know, people think that they're doing the right thing by having the carbs instead of the fats, but actually, if they reverse that, they'd probably be a lot better off. Mm, they wouldn't eat as much either. That's yeah. True. That is true. Look, I've got nothing else to add to that other than it's probably the only time that, in that, yeah, it is actually really the only time that you're going to catch me eating pig. I just, I'm not a big fan of eating pig. Yes, that's right. Uh, only because they eat their own poo. And, uh,. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? But, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it, it's funny. I was actually, I worked in a piggery in my very junior years. It was my school holiday program, basically. Mum used to say, come on, let's go off to the piggery. And we'd go and hang out at this piggery. And, you know, just watching how these pigs got treated and what they get fed, you know, fed pallets. This is 20 years ago, they're getting fed pallets. And, you know, it just, it wasn't good for me, like psychologically. And now every time I smell pig, I smell piggeries. And it's, you know, so I just <laughs> don't go there. But I did when I was in Thailand, because you're right, LT, I didn't want to have the, the carby stuff, because all of a sudden then you're just craving all day, you're going to make bad, bad choices and poor choices throughout the rest of the day. You're probably going to overeat. And all of a sudden, you find yourself less vital when you get home from your holiday than what you were when you left. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I reckon the point about overeating is a really good one, too, because I reckon that first day of every holiday I do this wrong and um, you know I get down to the breakfast and there's this great big buffet and I don't eat the wrong stuff I just eat too much stuff it always takes yeah. like 24 hours to calibrate you know it's like the first morning I get excited I'm like oh look at this stuff I'm going to have one of everything you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah it's great and then the next day I'm just like oh man I just did too much and then oh. I kind of I'm right after that it's just one day yeah. I'm just see the wellness guys so, are yeah. human as well right <laughs> we, we, we get tempted yeah. <laughs> once a year for me and at least four times a year for you LT. <laughs> well that's why so the first thing yeah, four times a year for me uh, for all those days <laughs> well so that's our tip make sure you have your bacon but also you know have your eggs poached usually they're in expression Asia they do it really well you can have your poached eggs scrambled eggs omelette whatever you want you know do your eggs you've got great proteins so can I just I just want to say something about that it's people go, oh, but I went to the hotel and there was no poached eggs. I could only have scrambled eggs. Or I could only have the omelette. Or I could. You've just got to ask for it. Just say, can I please have two poached eggs? And every single restaurant will will bring out some poached eggs. Just ask the question. Yeah, Damo, you're good at this. I've seen you in action, getting the eggs cooked just right. Just and I've sent them back, haven't I? You see me send them back. I have. I have. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> sir. Can I please have two eggs? They better be done properly. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. All right. Uh, tip number four is what I call outside-the-box thinking. And outside-the-box thinking is this, uh, is to be able to read or read a book that you haven't got a chance to read that's outside your normal profession. So, you know, in terms of for us, it might be, you know, for Damo, you know, because he focuses so much on um, – he focused so much on uh, health and wellness. He needs to read like a romance novel, for example, <laughs> or something like that. It, or you know, watch a, go and watch a movie that you haven't watched. Go watch a girly movie or something, or do something you've always wanted to do, such as you know, uh, want a whitewater rafting or elephant riding, or do something that's just 
that is not you can't do in your normal hometown or in your normal home and read a book that you haven't read for a while. You know those we, we have all these beautiful bookshelves and we buy all these books <laughs> and I'm sure all of you you know you guys are the same but when you buy these books because they look pretty and you're like I'll get to it one day and we never do and this sits on that bookshelf and you want to read it grab those couple of books take it on a holiday and make sure you polish through I, I was able to you know relax enough that I was able to read through two books this this in the last 10 days and it's great because I never get that time to read um, and it's really good time to, to, to look at um, things that are outside your normal profession or outside your normal focus to kind of stimulate new ideas too as well because that's where you can actually generate uh, more creation for business and for life as well mm. any thoughts on that? yeah Yep, good one, Lawrence. I like it. I'm actually I'm a bit of a sucker for the trashy airport novel. I, I end up every time I'm going through the airport picking up some sort of novel. But it's great. It's a, it's a great way to unwind and just think about something completely different to what you're used to and usually thinking about, and just kind of go somewhere else. And um, you know, often the books I'm reading they, they don't require a great deal of thought. They don't require a great deal of analysis. You just kind of sit there and read and get lost in this little story and it, it's great. So I'll often do that and I'll often take, you know, one like that and then often I'll take something with me that I've been meaning to read for ages that's, you know, perhaps more related to the sort of stuff I usually read and um, and have that sort of nice mix there as well. But I think it's, it is really important just to think about something a little bit different. It's great. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Look, I, I, I won't add to anything. I just want to say that. <laughs> You're reading a romance <laughs> novel, aren't you? <laughs> well, this will be perfect for you, Dan. Well, the next one, my fifth tip is about body love, right? This is where you give your chance a well-deserved loving. Um, and I mean that in a way, and I mean that in a way to, to make sure you take care of yourself by having a massage or for a facial. My wife loves getting facial for some reason. I, I can't stand facials. Um, oh, I love them. I love them. Oh, man. Yeah, I love them. They're great. Girly, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's right. just good. You can talk porcelain skin, boy. But it's uh, it's just it's unreal. Like It's so amazing. Like I just – anyway, I, I always fall asleep having a facial. I think it's a good thing to do. Go, Karen, yeah. I say. I, I, I fall asleep on my massages even though they're digging deep and – killing me at the same time uh, full reflexologies or pedicure manicures anything like that just to take care of yourself because you normally don't spend the time or the money um, when you're back home so it's a great way to do that uh, when you go on holiday so I think that's uh, very important to you know make sure you take care of your body yeah, yeah Damo Lawrence actually got his hair braided in Bali <laughs> <laughs> his, his back hair yeah I'll show you pictures <laughs> later <laughs> very good oh, that's good I'm glad you did, LT. I think that'd suit you. Actually. Yeah, it would. I think we should put that on on the on the website for sure. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, number six, it's uh, what I call forward thinking. Now, oftentimes we, you know, we we go on holidays. We love our holidays, and we said, "Oh, we I can't wait to to have another holiday." So why not? Why not spend that time where you're fully inspired and fully ready to, you know, recharge and ready to go for your your next quarter uh, of, you know, whatever work that you do, and then, but plan for a holiday four months later or three months later so that you have something to look forward to. Because oftentimes we don't plan for the holiday at all, and so we just work, 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 and go realize, oh crap, it's been about a year or two years I haven't taken a holiday yet, and you're burnt out, you know. And you know, going back to the reasons why I take this many holidays in the last couple of years is because of this. Um, about three, four years ago, um, I didn't take a holiday at all in this in that one year, and I was absolutely burnt out. You know, it was when Kai was born, and you know my headspace was 
all over the place and I was stressed to the max and I vowed never to do that again and this is the reason why I scheduled my breaks and this is the reason why I sort of planned those holidays ahead and I think it's a good time when you're actually in holiday to plan for okay what's next you know so that you can really just when you come back from holidays like I'm ready to go and you can hear my voice I'm ready to go tomorrow Monday morning I'm ready to go and and start doing what I do and then so that I can look forward to the next holiday because that's I know there was going to be an end game because there's going to be an end to that um, quarter so that's what I suggest is to forethink and plan for the next holiday so you can actually be inspired to you know do do more during the next three to four months rather than having to wait for a whole year yeah it's a good idea and yeah, look we actually use that time to, I love that we actually use that time Amber and I to to plan and go like for the next quarter or for the next half year or whatever it is between our next breaks we, we're not as organized as URT in terms of we don't take breaks every every quarter um, just for you know the way in which things work out for Amber's you know employment but we um, in our time we actually we will sit down and we'll go out for dinner or we'll sit in the park or we'll sit on the beach and we'll take a like a, a couple of blank pieces of paper and we'll say, what do you want to achieve in the next period of time? How are we going to get there? And we kind of just plan out our time and and that makes the order difference because you come back with a bit of direction, a bit of, um, you know, a bit of focus. So just remember too, when I say holiday, it means also a break. Like a, it could be just a one 24-hour break away from yeah. – you know, life, like from in terms of emails and internet and everything, it just could be a, you know, weekend away for you in Melbourne, just go down to wine country or it could just be a day where you go somewhere, just go for a drive, you know, on the Great Ocean Road yeah. for you guys. So that's what I'm suggesting. It's not, don't have to take a whole week, but just something that to, to look forward to that you plan, you know, the planned ahead of time, you know, three, four months ahead, rather than having to do it for a full year. We do it every New Year's. We talked about this in previous episode. New Year's Eve, we always try to plan for the next year, but why not do it for every three or four months so you can actually recharge and think, am I actually on track on reaching my goals this year? Yeah, and it's a great yeah. point, Lawrence. And I reckon it's something that, you know, I've probably only gotten better at in the last year or two. You know, I think all of us being, um, being chiropractors, you know, we kind of, um, you know, we make money in, in practice when we're there you yeah. know, and when we're not, we don't. So so we often, and particularly for me, I found starting up my own practice from scratch, you know, I, the first couple of years spent so much time just obsessed and focused with the practice and what I was doing there and, and mostly because I loved it and it was great um, but didn't take the time to, to refresh and relax and, and get that time away. And I think that's something that I've really learned is that you do need to do that. And, you know, more recently we've done, you know, just a weekend down at Victor Harbour, which is just down the coast here from Adelaide, where we just, you know, got a hotel room for two or three nights, went down there for the long weekend. And even though it was only two or three days, just came back completely refreshed and recharged. And it's just, you know, can't rate highly enough how important that is and how much difference that's made to me in terms of my productivity the whole rest of the time. That's exactly what happened to me. I used to work for a chiropractor in my first two years two years and uh, he basically forced me to take a holiday two week holiday after about a year and a half I love my job like I don't see chiropractic being a job so I just love doing what I was doing but you know he actually made me and forced me to take he actually said you're not taking any clients in, in these two weeks you're going to go away and he forced me and that sort of set me off and I, I realized how burnt out I was when I came back and I go I'm really refreshed and that's why I made a vow to you know really force myself to take more holidays so let's move on to the next point I don't think we need to go on this point too much we've talked about this enough which is about move your body right with planning yeah. to exercise we we talk about planning exercise during you know your normal life but making sure to plan your exercise at least you know two to three times during that week while you're away is very important because if you don't mm. you're going to get sluggish you're going to get tired you're going to basically go back to square one and you're going to feel terrible after your holiday so you got to make sure you spend do move your body to do some sort of activity 
Mm. Yeah, and you know what? Holidays are a great time to make exercise fun mm. because you're off in another place. There is so much fun stuff you can do that is actually going to be exercise. You know, going back to when we we're in the Solomon Islands, I can remember just getting a um, you know one of those paddle boards and or a, what are they called surf skis, just jumping on that with a little kayak paddle and just paddling around the island for like an hour and a bit. Um, just basically just exploring, having a ball, almost crashed onto a reef and killed myself. But apart from that, <laughs> it, it was fantastic. Was it? But it was it was just out there. I was exercising. I was in the sun. I was like exploring this new place, having the time of my life. I didn't even realize I was exercising, basically. Um, and it just reminds you that, hey, do you know what? Exercise doesn't have to be standing in this one spot doing this re- you know exercise regime that I've structured out. It can just be me getting out, having fun, enjoying the world around me. Um, and and holidays are a great time to remember that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, aren't they? Brad will probably run the whole island of Bali as a, a part of our exercise. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, Beck, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened on my little kayaking adventure. I was just like, hey, Beck, I'm just going around the corner just to check it out. And then I kind of got around that the corner and decided to keep going. And then <laughs> the, the next, next one. one. And, anyway, and 10 days later, good. he comes up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enduro yeah. man, enduro man. Um, the other thing is, you know, sometimes you get into a bit of a rut with your exercise. And so you might be doing, I don't know, XYZ exercise program. You've been doing that for the, six, you know, the last six months. On, on a holiday, it's actually really, really good opportunity to reset that and do something different. You know, start a new ho- uh, exercise program, you know, or add to it, mix it up a little bit or go back to the beginning and kind of reassess how far you've gone in the last six months. You should be able to easily do much, much better than what you did six months ago. If you haven't, then you've become a stale. So just reset it, try something different, mix it up a little bit and you might actually find something else that you enjoy a little bit more, um, which, you know, might actually help you be more motivated in your exercise moving forward for the next six months great point i love that love that all right point number eight is uh pretty much what we kind of go off to what brett just said about living it up you know try something completely different go and enjoy yourself in in terms of life and sport but also too is enjoy the food the culture that you're in um, try something you haven't tried before to in terms of food and, and your texture the taste and you know you got Bali's got beautiful beautiful spices and stuff and really challenge yourself um, just not always an activity but also in terms of your taste buds smells and you know trying different massages and those are the type of things uh, you know you go to Thailand to try a Thai massage it's completely different than Balinese massage you know which is completely different yeah. to the Swedish massage and, and sports massage we don't normally get here that's a great way to yeah. kind of enjoy yourself and you know spend that extra bit i always uh, like to go for like the, what i call the last supper you know the very last day of your holiday you want to go somewhere really nice and fan nice nice fancy place or really you know the food's gonna be just absolutely beautiful and that's what i usually love to go and do and i've done that several times and you can really just get the beautiful taste that you never would normally get um and nor would you want to spend the money on it sometimes when you're in your own hometown so i think that's a good way to live it up um when you're on holidays is that are you saying more fancy than what you normally do, LT? <laughs> yes, more fancy. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, it sounds like you stayed in a pretty flash place anyway, you know. So you're going to go even fancier. I like it, LT. I'm going to come and live at your house. You're going to come over. <laughs> oh, that means you've got to move to Perth. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead right Lawrence in terms of you know absorbing yourself in the culture and experiencing different things and and it doesn't have to be something that was amazingly fancy like I remember we actually had our honeymoon in Thailand I know Damo spoke about Thailand before and and we actually had kind of bits to our holiday right? so there was kind of the bit where we spent in uh, in Bangkok there was what, what I called my bit of the holiday which is where we went up north and we did like elephant hut treks and 
hiking and climbed up to a hilltop tribe and stuff. And then there was Beck's bit of the holiday, which was on the beach um, down in uh, Koh Samui. But, but in, the, uh, in the bit where we went up to Chiang Mai and we did this hilltop hike up to this hilltop tribe and it was just amazing. It was such a cool experience. We ended up up on this sort of bamboo hut up in the middle of nowhere. And one of the things that I'll always remember there was the most, one of the most amazing meals that I've ever had. And it was just a really simple curry that we had really simply prepared up in this hilltop tribe but it was one of the most beautiful meals I've ever had and just an experience that I'll always remember so you know experiencing that different stuff that that just sticks with you forever is just brilliant it's so much fun oh that's fantastic I mean that's a great way to to do that and it leads right into my ninth point which is about journaling it's when you can actually get to spend some time alone like you know, by yourself, you know, when you did your 10-day trek, trek away from Beck, I'm <laughs> just joking, um, you know, and this is where you get to reflect on your last quarter, um, this is where you get to work, you know, figure out what worked and what didn't work, um, this is where I like to also revisit, you know, my future, my plans, my goals, my missions and things, because this is where I can create some new ideas, because I have no pressure, you know, I actually have some time to think for myself, I'm, you know, sitting on a beach and relaxing, that's a great way to just find some time to journal out some ideas, and, and, you know, if you're an artist, you know, might do some sketches, or, you know, those are the things that is a great way to do and, and have time to do. And my final, tenth and last final point is about creating memorable moments. This is where you get to create moments with your family and your kids and have those experiences. Really, um, for those of us who work, we don't get to spend 24-7 with our kids all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, spending 10 days with my kids every day and where they get to see me all the time. I mean, I spend a lot of time with my kids because, you know, I don't work every day. But being able to do that every day, 24-7, is a fantastic way for them to get to really bond with their dad or, you know, bond with their mom and just all of us as a family. I think those those are great moments in your holidays to make sure you create memorable moments for your kids so they'll always remember that holiday or they'll always remember that moment. Um, Kai has been to Bali, I think, three times, five, four, five times, I think, and, <laughs> and I've lost track. But uh, she yeah. she loves Bali and she's like, you know, she would lo- she, she was saying that she would love to move our house to Bali, you know, but it's creating those moments in her head. <laughs> might as well. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, I go yeah. there often yeah. enough. Four times a year. But uh, yeah. she, she just creates those uh, connections in her brain so that she sets her, her life up and have more experience and a different culture to start off at a young age. And I think those are really good ways to create those moments uh, that are memorable for their life. So that's my top 10 wellness tips for when you're creating uh, a wellness holiday. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoy that. Make sure, you know, obviously we're heading into a holiday season. I hope you take some of those ideas and implement them. So, as always, join us each week on thewellnessguys.com. Leave your comments below and let us know what you think about this episode. Tell us what you think. Like us on Facebook as well and tell us on Facebook on how you how you think these episodes are going. And follow <laughs> us on Twitter and sign up for notes of each episode. And we think we have a special ebook for those people who sign up um, on our website now. So you can get that on, the, on our seven top tips on wellness. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show.